Sefer Aruchas Yaisher, continuing along Perek Yud. We are in the chapter on Chinuch. Uh, I uh, almost part of the Musr itself is is seeing just how how hundred percent rooted in Chazal uh, in Taira Tersh Bechsav Tersh Uh We see that the the Sefer the the way that we should look. To uh, to any topics that come up, uh, personal way, interpersonal way, he There are people today who believe It is aser. We will translate it as as a discipline. Uh, they think that we should allow. Uh, people, there is a, certainly a benefit to people guiding people so that they should come to conclusions on their own. But people take the approach, perhaps, that therefore they shouldn't provide any guidance. Right? It's a famous essay from Revolba, Zrio Binyan, Bechinach, planting and building in Bechinach. But do we start off over here that people think that the proper way is to allow children to come to all conclusions on their own to the extent that they take discipline out of the process? And they shouldn't be. They shouldn't make it that children are forced to accept their understanding of a kol shekain shalolahakaisam. Certainly, never uh, to strike their children. Uh, so if you package it up, they say, who are we to force somebody? Now, just I will add uh, just sort of a parenthetical. Uh, it's an interesting, you know, nobody lives in a vacuum and everybody is influenced by something. So it's an interesting approach in general if a person says, well, I don't want to impose my views. Well, if you think that you have the meaning of life, the purpose of life, you're living a Torah life, uh, not to give any sort of guidance or, or guidance to the point of saying that a person should be able to make their own decisions. Well, nobody's making their own decisions, and certainly not by the time they have the tools to do so. So what you're really allowing them is the opportunity to be uh, impacted and influenced by other things. And then the question is, is you know, where do you really stand in terms of your own uh, commitment to certain ideas in terms of how strongly you feel about them? But in any event, he uh, back to the safer, we don't want really to add, the people think that they do not want to force in any way the issue in terms of imposing their views and hanhaga and actions on their children. Says Rav Chaim Be'enzu Derech Hanachayna Al Piatayra. That's where we're coming from. We're coming from the Torah. This is not the Torah approach. It is true, and we are not uh, getting into a whole discussion now about uh, the, the, the use of hitting, not hitting, how it applies in the today's generation in terms of where your children are holding, whether it will be effective. But first, we have to understand the Torah approach, and then we can understand through our G'daylim, through our Rebbeim, through the, those who we look to for guidance, uh, situation-specific advice. And he says, it is true, it, is, it does not mean that any particular tool, to the extent that we say that there is a place for it, has to be doubled down on and made a frequent use. And he, he gives a very practical reason. If something is an extreme response and you desensitize somebody towards it, so then you lost the effectiveness of that particular response in that context. This would apply over here. He speaks about uh, to a, a, a maka, but it would probably apply also to a very stern uh, response in that regard. But certainly, the idea of not having any sort of a disciplinary approach is not appropriate. We start off with the Yerushalmi, Amar Rabbi Simon. 
Elaine Nishaya, the Amrin, the mothers that say, I'm not going to force my son to go to the base Knesset, to the base Medrash. In if he's is he's heated up, if he's enthusiastic to learn, then he will learn. And he says, If he's right, so then he'll make his way there. It's not for me to push him into a place where he doesn't want to go. La Avdin Tavus They're not doing Tav, they're not doing right. A person should, it says, Interpreting the words of Chaim says, we believe that the Yisrael Arayis of Kodesh Baruch Hu Taira is the place that is what we connect with. That is the appropriate way of thinking. That is the objective truth. Uh, to say that we are again, what's the alternative? What else will the child be doing? So yes, there are times that a person, or a person would opt out of going to school, opt out of going to work. We all understand that there are certain structure. There's a certain structure and certain fundamentals that we have to commit to and stel to too. And he says over here, it's from point of view of raising children, we say, well. What? The base medrash is a nice, great thing. If it's meant for him, he'll go over there. But that's not true. That's like, uh, Havel again, parenthetically, what are you going to say? You know, math. Well, no, it's not your option to understand that 2 plus 2 is 4. That's part of the working definition of of the world. Uh, any, whether you're in business or whether you're a caveman, you, you have to understand certain truths. And Tyra is the air that we breathe. There's a certain truth to that. Uchsev. A certain, a certain fundamental truth that we have to acknowledge and that it's part of us. And if uh, therefore, if we put a child into a position based medrash, again, how, what, who, where, when, different things to discuss. But Akadish Baruch Hu, Chazal tell us, Yilam Deinu Baruch Hu will teach him. He'll become opened up to it. It's a proper fit. In the Shama, it goes along with Tyra. It's a question of bringing him around in a way that we can realize it. A person who spares the rods, Sainai, uh, and the person who loves him will give him Musr in his youth. Perish Rashi, says Rashi, what does it mean that a person who spares the rod hates the hates the child? What it means is that he will come if you don't set him up in the right way, so then this person will go on whatever other way they are, uh, they're, they're kind of get, gather whatever momentum, they'll go in whatever other direction, and it will, he will ultimately come to hate the child. Again, there's there's no other options. It's not like deciding I'm not going to be on a diet. Everyone's on a diet. The diet consists on what you eat. Either it'll be governed by health considerations, it'll be governed by what's delicious, it'll be governed by wanting to, who knows, maybe snack is a social time, it's what everybody else eats. But you, So a person can't decide, I'm not going to provide any direction, so then you're effectively deciding that other things will provide direction over him, and he'll go on a tarbis ra, and then you'll end up having to, to, a person will have to live with that. Ube medrish, v'chiyesh l'cha adam shu soyne b'no is a person, a person hates his son, what does it mean? Elamitayich she'enu melchichu adirichach mevaderach eretz, nekra soyne. Over here it says, since the person does not discipline the child, proper conduct, he is called the child Sinai. If you love somebody, if, you, if you're at a fork in the road and I love you, why would I not tell you which way to go down? I see it going through my eyes. I'm in a position of being able to influence. Why would I not? Uh, so a person who loves you will give you Musr because you don't like it. Well, uh, whether or not that's 
You maybe have to learn how to give Musr. Shinamar Vayavaya Shikharay Musr, a person who loves him will discipline him in his youth. Ushmais Rabba Parsha Aleph, another Khazala Medrish. Khaisek Shifta Isaine Binoila Medcha, Shakalamainea Binoimina Mardus, a person that avoids uh, he avoids giving his children discipline. The kid will come to Tarbus Ron, he'll hate him. There's a Medrash, talks about some of our others. We won't go past whatever, just quoting it. It says that Avram Avinu uh, had Gaguin, uh, he, he uh, loved very much uh, Yishmal. Shayim is panic, Velorido, and he didn't give him discipline in the in, in the way that he might have. Viyatzalatarbus Ra, Visanau, and then he went into bad ways, and Avram hated him for his evil ways. Vahitziom Beso Reikam, and he ended up having to eject him from the house. Maya Sofukishigar show what happened when he was out of Avram Avinu's house. Yashiv Parshis Rachim, Bahayim, the last days of Sabriyais, Shanavuhuya Pera Adam. So he went in a bad way. He was at a crossroads. He robbed people. He was a para adam. There are consequences of the child is a bikadam placed into our care. We have to, aside from how our emotions are in a certain way towards our children, but however, we have to take be able to take a step back. We also have a role to play, and if we truly love the child, we also have to consider the consequences. So at this point, he didn't get the appropriate discipline when he was younger. Ultimately, he had to leave the house, and he ended up going much worse. It says Yitzchak loved Esav, and therefore he didn't discipline him. There were five Averis that Esav engaged, and further, he wanted the death of his father, he wanted to kill his brother. First of all, we see just as an aside, is that there's no Indian of sugar coating our gedolim, even our avos of taking these things out. They're 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 the backbone, the fundamental. They are the avos for the the root of our nation, and therefore, but we as we look back, we also learn from them. Letayv letayv It's it's uh, speaks to the truth of Tyra that we do not that do we we do not try to whitewash any of the uh, the, the negative things, but rather to learn uh, to learn from them. Kayaitse by David Yiser Lav Shal. I believe Rav Shimshon Fal Hirsch points that out, but I don't remember where or exactly how he does that. Kayaitse by David Yiser Lav Shalom David. Melech did not uh, give Musar or appropriate rebuke to Avshalom. Yatzel Tarbus Rao, Bikesh Laharagas Avi, wanted to kill his father, Vishachavim Pilagshav, and to be with David Melech's Pilagshim, Vigarmlo Lelech Yachef, and he caused David Melech to run away barefoot, Vinaflumi Yisrael, Kama Alafim, Vikama Ravavos, and because of this rebellion, many people fell. Died. Again, another son that didn't get appropriate muster. So we see that Chazal point this out. Uh, people are human beings, and the Chazal point out where their failings were by, but uh, uh, the smallest speck. Of, uh, of of miscalculation and understanding in terms of motivations are shine out on something that's entirely white. The the avos are to us are unbelievable. There we can't we can't even uh, speak of uh, even the tanam and amorayim. We're able to be mechayim mesim to to be able to even talk about the avos. But these are lessons that Chazal bring out, and therefore the lessons that we can learn from. <coughs> 
a person who does gives discipline, so then he adds that the son will end up having a greater love for his father. Those are the ones that the child will ultimately respect. Again, the the surim, the uh, the discipline has to be coming from a place of love. If you a person disciplines in his youth, uh, then he'll place him on the right way. Uh, that uh, he'll, he'll give you nachas, I think, like, but uh, he'll, he'll give you pleasure. Discipline the child. Who do you discipline? The one who there is hope for or the one who's no hope for? It's a sign of being engaged. And he will, he will love you even more. You'll love even more. The one who loves him gives him Musr in his youth. We find that Avram disciplined Yitzchak and taught him Taira. And guided him in the ways. The Akeda happened when Yitzchak was 37 years old. And Avram, besides the fact that Yitzchak was fully grown and Avram was already older in years, Avram Avinu tied him down by the Akedah. And Yitzchak did not object. And Avram gave what happened to Yitzchak. We see that this idea, this engagement in Musr, this ongoing chinuch, was appreciated, and it uh, it it uh, strengthened a relationship. Yitzchak disciplined Yaakov. Uh, interestingly, that the same personalities that we see were brought out in terms of where there might have been uh, not the appropriate Musr, the same personalities that we learn from in terms of giving appropriate Musr. Shalimdo Yitzchak Taira v'Yisrobe Beis Tamudai that Yitzchak taught him Taira and gave him Musr in the Beis Madrish. V'lefichach zachal l'bracha v'yarash esa'aretz he was zayachat l'bracha and he inherited in Eretz Yisrael v'yav Yaakov v'inu Yisrael v'nai v'ridaisam v'limdam d'racha v'shlohaya v'hem p'saylas Yaakov disciplined them and he taught him his ways and there was not even any psalis among them a way that we look, see that we should relate to the shvatim uh, despite other certain things that brought out in the psukim they were shifteh ka shakulam tzadikim kayaitze bayhayu they're all tzadikim so this is the medrash this is chazal give musr pasuk and mishle give musr Discipline to your son because there's hope for El Hamiso Al Tisa Nafshecha. The but do not uh, do not raise death El Hamiso Al Tisa Nafshecha. Don't like put him into a situation towards death. Al Takeu Yosef Yidaish Yochel Lamos Ali Dezeh. So the end of the pasuk says that as much as you're giving Musar El Hamiso Al Tisa Nafshecha. So we say over here it means that don't uh, don't go too far. In other words, the whole point of discipline is towards being productive. A person shouldn't do it Yosef Yidaish Yochel Lamos Alzeh because then already the 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 point of the Musr itself is is undermined. It wasn't really Musr. It was not an act of, of engaging growth. It was an act towards Misa. So a person has to know exactly what the act is. That outwardly, it might seem like an act of discipline, but we have to know what we're talking about. The Torah is acquired with Memchasvarim. One of them is disciplining one son to towards study. And at that point, there will be a hope and uh, an achris, an end to it, an end, like towards an end, towards a goal. 
A person should give the discipline for the child's benefit. I guess we could also say how a person feels about his son, depending how he disciplined them, the avod of discipline, and also the outcome of the discipline. Kishura belevnar, foolishness is tied up in the lave of a of an arva youth. Shevet musriachi kanami menu, and discipline will distance him from it. Obemedrish amar abzvida shifta shel tyra misirim menu. The what what is the rod, the stick that we're talking about over here? It's the rod of tyra which will distance this person from foolishness. If a person is to learn from the Shevet Moser of Tyra, he'll ultimately get the Malkus anyway, but the Malkus will be coming from Bezdin. And this is what it says, uh, some sort of a uh, expression, Remiza. Bermiza to a chacham, a hint is enough. Lishatya bekormiza beegrof. The smart one will take a hint. So we see messages. If if you're smart, um, you know my my, my grandfather Alav Shalom used to say that Ezu chacham alo made mikol adam. That a smart person learns from his mistakes. If you want to be really smart, you can learn sometimes from other some oh, somebody else's mistakes. Lachakima bermiza, a hint will be enough to set him straight. Lishatya, but to somebody who is a fool, berchormiza beegrof, a person that's with a fist. Right, you get a message that you're going to understand. Emzacha adam mahare shifta shel tayra, veimlav hare shevet malkus. Person should be smart and pick up on those messages. The discipline from a productive point of view; otherwise, we'll live with the consequences of the malchus. Person should train uh, the nar al pidarkoi. So we have to understand as much as we can be goyver on our midas and we can change. But a person has certain strengths and certain ways of looking at things. Also, the, all of this relates to chinuch and chinuch in the appropriate way. A person who gives chinuch in the appropriate way. So when so when uh, when he's not under uh, under your guidance, then you will have trained him so that the, these the, the the fundamentals are in place, and he's not going to move away from these uh, from these ideals. That a person should train this person in accordance with the kid's nature, his ability to accomplish. Otherwise, you could force him to listen, but when he's not under the outside structure, so since it wasn't in line with his nature, it wasn't in line with where he's at, so it'll be unnatural. It's not actually going to be a chinach. It won't be setting him up for the growth that he's destined for. It'll just be some sort of an outside pressure that forces him into a certain direction. So says the Rabag, you should train him in accordance with what, the, his nature, what he's accustomed, his ability. It's wonderful. We all want to break ceilings, but if you do something outside of what, either he'll fail or he'll artificially be doing something that's not truly doing it. If you're for, you're forcing somebody into a box and they do it, uh, but but he, it's not him that's doing it. That if you train your son words of Torah while he is still young, Nar, whom is God, he'll grow and he'll continue to go in them on his own. That even when he's older, he's not going to go away from it. Further, Rabbi Yeshua Oimer, Tarsa, like a certain, if a person doesn't do this, he doesn't discipline his child, it'll be like a Tarsa, like an Egla, Dela Yelfa Ridya, that he didn't never learn to plow, Umiskashia, love the sofa. So explain, Shalalim, do a lachrosh, Basof Kashala, if you don't train the calf to plow when it's young, so then it will have difficulty plowing when it's old, but Kadovarta de Karma, or like a branch of a geffen, a vine, in 
lace at kofif yase ad hirativa, if you don't bend it while it's soft and moist, ud uchidekashia iat yachala. That if you don't bend it over when it's lach, when it's moist, then you won't be able to do it when it gets older and hardens. Uksiv. Al timna minar moser, don't hold back moser from the young child. Kisakenu bashevet loinamus. If you hit him with a uh, with a rod, meaning that if you give moser, the, the kid's not going to die. Nothing's going to happen. However, atabashevet takenu v'nafshol mishol tatsil. Rather, you should uh, you should give him the moser, give him the discipline, and you will ultimately rescue him from sha'ol. Meaning that it's more dangerous not to give him moser than it is to give him moser. Give him moser, nothing terrible is going to happen. It's the opposite. If you don't give the muster, that's where something terrible can ultimately happen. Shevet v'techachas yitein chachma. The discipline, the, the stick, uh, the muster, that's going to give chachma. V'nar meshulach mevish imo. But a nar that's, uh, that, that indulges and he, in, in himself, he's not restrained. That is the child that will ultimately bring shame to his mother. Visham divre Lemuel Melech Masa Asher Yisratu Imai. It's referring also to Shlomo Melech's mother that if she, well, we can see the approach that she took when she saw that her son was misbehaving, but it says that the, the, the Masa, the Nevoa that she disciplined him with, Mabri Umabar Bitni, uh, what is it, my son, etc., the, the, the product of my womb, Amru Begamara, what it means is Malamit Shekefaatai Imai Lishlame Melech Ala Amud, that she put him onto an Amud, onto a Post, like as though she was going to be giving him Malkus, in other words, Bederach Musser, and said, and she would reprimand him when he was misbehaving in an appropriate way. We're going to see soon uh, uh, until what degree a person should give Musser, but again, whether it's Musser, but not out of anger. In other words, everything is really by design, not an emotional response. The, the per, discipline your son and he'll give you peace and he will give pleasure to your soul. Even if your son would already be gummer, would Taka be learning without needing the Musr? Mitzvah It is still a Musr, a Mitzvah to give a Musr. It'll say, Yasser bin Chaviyani Chacha, Afilu Lomed Yafa, Mitzvah Lerdaisa, Kadesha Tesyare. So this is, this is a big point also in terms of the purpose and the focus of the Musr. In other words, do you only need the Musr in order to get the, the person to do what he's, the, the person is going off the uh, where the way that you want him to be. So you give him Musr to get him back on the straight and narrow. But let's say you have a kid, by personality, he's a very studious kid. He's very easy, to, he's very eager to please. He does what he's supposed to do. So he doesn't need the Musr from the point of view of just being a, a, a goal-based Musr. So we say over here that no, the point of the Musr is the Musr itself. It's to instill your shemayim, there's something to be gained from the musr process coming from a parent, coming from a rebbe, somebody who who loves the kid who's instilling your shemayim, and therefore done appropriately. Not just obviously, we're not talking about just discipline can something he doesn't deserve, but even if the kid is doing it's it's not just a, a goal based thing. Since you're doing X, therefore you need musr. But if you weren't doing it, you wouldn't need musr. No, there's a goal. There's a point to the musr itself. A man was standing with his son in 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 Beis Haknesses in Shul. V'cholam hayu einin amen. V'halaluka achra over lefnei teva. People were answering amen. They were responding during davening. Ubenai the man's child einet varim shel tiflus. He said nonsense instead of saying amen. He was constantly responding with nonsense. V'lo amelo avishim davar. The father didn't say anything to the kid. 
People said that he should make a machat, tell the child to answer appropriately. What am I supposed to do? He's just a kid. Now, one of the things perhaps we can distinguish is the difference between a midah that might be expressed in a certain way and a certain behavior. Meaning, uh, let's say a kid is acting, uh, I'm making this up, but let's say on a scale of 1 to 10, he acts on a 7 out of a 10 in the way he expresses anger. Now, for a kid, that might be flinging applesauce. Is that the biggest deal? No. If an adult would maybe put applesauce across the table when something terrible happened, maybe for him, that would be an expression of a 1 out of 10. Okay? But for a kid, what he's doing is he's practicing exercising a level 7 out of 10 in a response to anger. As he gets older, if if he digs down, if he if he digs in, he just reinforces these habits, and he gets used to being able to express a seven out of ten anger without any pushback. And maybe it'll graduate to an eight or a nine. But even if it stays out of a seven, that's going to be much worse than flinging the applesauce. So this person's response was, well, what's the, it seems to be, the way that I'm looking at it, is that, well, what's the difference? The behavior is not the end of the world. But really, what they, what the the people who are telling Macha were being omed on is either not having any notion of respect for a base medrash or for tefillah or whatever it is, and therefore, we'll see. And the father didn't respond when the kid was responding nonsense in the context of a base magician, in the context of tefillah. And the person's family uh, passed on. He had 15, he lost 15 people, members of his household. And the two people who were left, one was a Chiger, a lame, a Suma, and the other one was a was a Russia. So I'm sure that there's a lot to say about this this Misa, but the point that we're focused on is that the person was justifying his not giving discipline to the kid because he was still a kid. It's really, in, in a certain sense, it's the opposite. Like we had before the Ma'amori Chazal about training the calf when it's young or the vine when it's young. Uh, the, the actually, the biggest bang for the buck is the Chachamein of Barosho. If you want to uh, have an effect on where somebody's going to be all the way down this fork in the road, the place to address it is not when it starts being in a bad way. The place to address it is earlier on when you can focus on those midice, when it'll be easier for the kid to change, and also it's, the consequences are not as bad yet. Perhaps that's one way of, of understanding what we're talking. Another story, again, talking from Tana de Be'elio. I was standing with a certain person in Beis HaKnesses. He was upset at himself. He regretted, which means if he had regret, it, it seems to be, uh, you know, not just he was upset that he didn't have the opportunity, but that I guess he, he could have. But in any event, he was reflecting. So he answered in a loud voice with fervor, So Martilo, I guess in a way that was not exactly the same as everybody else, it was with more of an enthusiasm, but he said, 
Why are you responding like this? It's not clear from the question, at least just from a straight reading, whether he was asking why he was so enthusiastic or perhaps he was saying, listen, it's not in line with the way everybody's doing it. Like, what got into you? Is that a Gaiva issue? Is it, uh, he was asking, well, you know, why, 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 why do you have this, seem to have this this, uh, this response, this distinct response? So the way he told me, like, Enough that I never learned Now I have Rishos, at least I have an opportunity to do something that I can. I will raise my voice and it'll bring a, a certain nachas to my nefesh. Let me at least double down where at least it's a makom where I can. It was it was not even the next year, and by the time a third year passed by, the man ended up going from Babal to Yisrael. He ended up giving a position of royalty. And he was appointed uh, on all of the towers of Eretz Yisrael. Interesting that it's, you know, it doesn't say that his children ended up being big Tamid Chacham and so forth. It puts it more into a matter of royalty, of covet, of mamain. Um, but, uh, okay, again, trying to figure out the Midi Kneged Midi why in this particular story. But the bottom line, uh, the bottom line is, is that we, we see a, a contrast, the way that I'm learning it right now, we see a contrast between things that were seemingly insignificant and the response. In the first Maisa we see it was at the end of the world that this kid was not uh, was not acting appropriately during davening. Outwardly, in terms of the behavior itself, maybe it wasn't the end of the world. But because the person brushed it off, we see a terrible response to himself. Over here, was it the biggest deal in the world that the person was responding to Kedusha? It seems that it wasn't the biggest deal in the world, but it was his response to uh, to how he was approaching because uh, he had misspent and he didn't have the capability to learn in a certain way, and therefore this was his response. Now, the next idea, so we, we spoke for a while about discipline. But, however, a person has to know how to give discipline because, again, the discipline is not chas a, uh an expression of frustration. It's not a matter of forcing the kid to do what you want him to do. It's really a long-term view of how to position the person, uh, the, <coughs> the child, best in the ways of chinuch. And, therefore, if the, the surim, if the musr is going to be given in such a way that has the undesired effect, then you haven't been, uh, you haven't been accomplishing. And therefore, a person has to be careful and get carried away. Shaloy lahaka is kasha that the strike, now again, if you want to say that this is a verbal strike, in whatever context we're talking about, it should not be hard, because what does it say in Bava Basra? When you hit a child, what does Rashi say? Hit him with a shoelace. The idea is not to inflict damage, it's to get a certain response. If a, if you, a person has a healthy relationship with a kid, a stern look or a disappointment might have a bigger response, a quiet uh, firm statement of disappointment might have a bigger response than yelling. The Rambam says that a teacher 
hits his students, put fear into them. However, Eno Marcos and Marcos Oyevachsori, it's not an issue of, of enemy, it's not adversarial, it's not a cruelty. It might be tears in the eyes, I feel bad that I have to give this consequence. It's it's not a cruel response. It shouldn't be with a rod or a stick, but with a small strap. If there's any element, if a person is... If a person is able to not do it out of caste, then he's not really angry. If he's level-headed, then that's not anger. So a person, that means that a person shouldn't be hitting at all when they're angry, because otherwise, it's not a cool, calm, collected decision as to how it should be. It means that this person who is in a state of anger is not making a clear decision. Again, if he's totally calm and making the decision, then he's not in caste. So the the whole idea, if the entire focus of this Musa is supposed to be what's good for the kid, and maybe that means an expression of caste, but if it's good for the kid, it can't be at all coming from a place of of the the giver right it, it's only the, the the or it came from the person who's giving musr i'll say that the opposite the the musr is coming from the place of i'm giving and the person is receiving because it's really that the recipient is going to receive something if it's just an expression of me venting it's not that i'm giving to you i'm just giving it off regardless of the recipient it's, it's out of cast it's, it's my, my expression of frustration then that's not what we're talking about and that's the whole point that there should be a toyelas and even worse, what's going to happen? The kid, the, the, if the whole idea is for the person who's receiving the musr to learn, he'll learn very well. So if the entire thing is is defined by the to the toyelis to the recipient, that's one thing. But if a person says, "Okay, uh, now it's time to give you musr," what is this musr? And the musr is clearly an expression of anger. What's being very well learned is that when something doesn't go my way, it's appropriate to express anger. Rak how you could ask how will the kid know the difference between an expression of anger which is I'm not really angry I'm just expressing myself a certain way in a real anger it comes across very loud and clear uh, even if it's not articulable a person should train himself not to get angry even if it's right to have that type of response, but I, a person should not get out of uh, off his equilibrium. If it's on his children or if on the community, if he's a communal leader, there are certain times that, that something does demand a very firm uh, response that shows anger, but it shouldn't be out of my loss of equilibrium. It's just It should just have be an appropriate response to what people need to hear. And he wants to have a response that shows a kas. So then he should show the appropriate response. But he shouldn't actually do the response while he's not in a in a calm place. Again, in, in a place of equilibrium. I think well, it's a good word. No, this is what the Rambam says. One of the most damaging situations, destructive situations. This is going to be a scary uh, thing, but uh, we don't hold punches. Is when a person who is in the position of being an educator, the Malami Larabim, he's showing people what to do. It was when he is not Shalom and his Midos. Now, nobody's perfect, that's true. However, Machanech habilti shalom hafsadais of kefulim. 
when a with person's in a position of being a teacher and he's not shalem, then the harm that he can cause is doubled over exponentially. Kasher miyatzer is gas vezakas roiges when he disciplines people with with a coarse boorish remark and zakas roiges he's shouting ala avel asherasa what the person did misariv kan ravitov. Now you could say, well, there's taiv also, but it packaged up what the person is learning is a mixed message, and a mixed message could be sometimes even worse than no message at all. So we're going to see that we'll we'll see that I think a little bit further. But in the in the first instance, he just says there's two there's two issues to the to the discipline. One is a person might have to stop a particular behavior, and if you're talking about you know a kid running into the middle of the street, then obviously you know the action maybe has to come first. But the you know a, a, there's two things. One is somebody has to stop a behavior, and the second of all is that they have to receive the chinuch. They have to be trained in the appropriate way. So over here he says. That maybe there's the desired result that the person is going to stay away from the actual negative, destructive behavior, but also and this might even be a longer, a longer-reaching negative that the person is. What's he really receiving? He's receiving the appropriate response, and what he understands is he becomes accustomed to base behavior and anger at how the 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 person the, that he's looking up to, you know. Sometimes, especially uh, as a person gets older, they forget maybe people are sarcastic with their friends. And if they have Talmidim, then they're going to be sarcastic with their Talmidim. But you know what? The way that a 15-year-old is looking at a 50-year-old is not the same as the way a person acts with their friends. So they think that it's a, you know it's an okay remark, but the, the way that a, a teenager might look at somebody who's much older than them Think back to when, when we might have been much younger, and the way that we looked at somebody who has a gray beard, or you know, a long beard. However, it worked. We have to be very sensitive to how those messages come across. What we think might not have been a big deal might have come across in a tremendously terrible way, and therefore the kid is going to learn very well by the way that the that the mechanic responds, uh, and they might learn more, unfortunately, from the way of the response than from the. The actual idea that they stop the behavior could end up in even worse results. They see that when somebody is expressing displeasure the way that they do that, more so in general, more so than what you learned from the actual words is being somebody, it's how a person acts, and therefore actions scream much louder than words. Um, and the, uh, the, the person will, will learn a lot more when they're from the, from the Rebbe because they're going to copy them, emulate them. At the end of the day, every message is coming from the one giving the message. The majority of the time, when a person does not have proper character, the message will also the message itself will always also be distorted. So it's not just that the message was right being given over in a bad way, but the discipline itself is going to be uh, is going to be messed up uh, because it'll be coming from a from a place that's inappropriate. For casual, or, or I mean, certainly a lot of times it'll be. Um, you know, if if if, uh, if somebody does something, you know, again, on our, the way we're expressing it, a level 3 out of 10, and let's say the mechanic doesn't have patience, so to him it irked him like a level 7 out of 10, then it's going to be in it, 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 it scaled, it's going to be wrong. 
he'll be responding to something in an inappropriate way, so the kid is not going to know even what to do with the discipline. It's just going to be misguided. Um, he's he's going to learn how to how to kind of jump jump at somebody when they do even the slightest thing based on how it occurs to the person. Okay, and and when the the student continues to be before this mechanic who has these character defects, Yasmid Linchal Midas Harayisman Mechanik will absorb more negative stuff. Ayin Sham Shaherich and the Chaznish goes on. So there's tremendously detrimental things that can come from a person in a position of Chinuch uh, having negative character traits, especially where it's something that uh, directly relates to the Chinuch, right? In other words, if a person is giving, uh, you know, has a classroom of children, his position, his problem. Problems that he doesn't do well when when if he's impatient. So his character is in a way that's necess- no, nobody might be perfect, but that's necessarily going to impact the dynamic. Um, then that's uh, you know it probably especially has to be uh, taken account for. Ukvar amru yalfinan mikalkalta person has to yalfinan mikalkalta mitakna lo yalfin. It says in parentheses, what does it mean? Very often, unfortunately, I could say, learn from my positive qualities and not from my negative qualities. Nobody's perfect. I have a lot of positive to give over. So focus on the positive, right? People don't do that. People are more likely going to, it's going to occur to them. A lot of people have a lot of positive. Unfortunately, very often, coming from Yushalmi, people have a tendency to learn from the negative rather than the positive. V'yesh lahavi raya, especially because there's a lot of positive to learn, right? That's all over the place. But it's something incongruous about the, uh, you know, that sticks out more. When you have the mechanach who's acting in a negative way, so then that's, that's there's something incongruous about it that, that, the kind of shines out at the person. So if I'm going to learn, if 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 I'm going to a rav and the rav says keep the halacha, so okay, I, I should keep the halacha. But there's nothing that screams out at me. But when I go to somebody who's a mechanach. And I see that the way that they, you know, that in their own home, this is the way that they treat their family. So then all of a sudden I say, well, wait a second. Okay, when you're on stage, you act a certain way. But, you know, this is the way that a person can actually act at home. That that message ends up coming out very loud and clear. Um, this is, I'm reading, that's not exactly what the Yushami says. I'm just offering perhaps a bit of insight um, as to why that might be in a particular case, uh, the way that it occurs to me. V'yesh lahavi raya lidivrei maran, we can bring a right to what the Chaznish says, and now we're going to see a, a long Maisa. What's the difference uh, or between the Oimer, which is brought on the second day of Pesach, and his Matir, the Chadash, becomes Yashan, all of the grain, and the Shteyalechem, which Matir's uh, which, the wheat to be in the, which is brought from wheat Matir, the grain that can be brought in the base of Mikdash. Amr the fun of Yehuda bar Nachemiel, Halan Girsa Rebbe Yehuda, Omash Mishayatana. So it's a Girsa, the question who it was. Layam Amr's Kaidim La Aimer, Shekin Lohutim Miklalo Eitzel Hedyai, Tamer Kaidim Shdeal Lechem, Shahutim Miklalo Eitzel Hedyai. So he said, of course, there's a difference that. If you brought a carbon mincha before the Aimer, where nothing is mutter, not even to the head yot, the, 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 the mincha is not going to be valid. But if already the Aimer was brought, so the, the grain is mutter, uh, to the general people, even though it's not yet mutter in the base of Mikdash, but you brought a mincha from the new grain before the Shteyalechem was brought, so but the evidence it would be okay. I think that's the, the halacha. But he says, in any event, Shasak Rabbi Tarfin. So Rabbi Tarfin, who didn't know the difference, was Shasak, 
And Savu Panovsh Rabbi Yehuda ben Nechemia, and it seemed that Rabbi Yehuda said the halacha. Rabbi Tarfon maybe was very happy to know the halacha, but it seems that his face, his face was was shining. Uh, it seemed that he had some sort of an enjoyment from the fact that he like showed somebody up. Amar lo Rabbi Akiva. Yehuda, Yehuda, just to, just to interject one thing. I, I don't remember exactly the story, but the, uh, I remember the, the point of the story. I remember exactly the story. I saw one of these, uh, <coughs> these books. Um, the, the upshot of it was that there was a kid who was the son of a Rav who did some very mischievous type of behavior. And at, at that point in time, the Rav didn't have a reaction. And then there was another Misa where the Gadol, somebody came to ask all the kids, to test the kids' questions. And this, this uh, they were standing in a circle asking all the questions. The person who was being asked directly before this boy uh, was not a strong student. And it, it not only was the, the person who's the subject of the story, was he able to really answer the questions in an unbelievable way, head and shoulders above the other Talmidim. But there was also this contrast where the person right before him was not able to answer it. And then he was able to answer it very... And uh, his, his father had a very severe reaction. Uh, he slapped him or something. Anyway, days later later, so he went over to his father, he said, why is it that when I had this incredibly destructive, this mischievous behavior, uh, you didn't really have such a severe reaction, you just, you know, gave me a little bit of uh, musr, and then I went on my way, and when I had this other, uh, this other Misa, you, like, you know, had a you seem, seemingly just a very severe reaction that I, that, that I smiled, and the Rav said, as I said, the mischievous behavior, you will, you know, it wasn't stemming from a bad midah. He did something stupid, you'll grow out of it in that context. And I understood that. And therefore, you had to know that it was worthy of a response. But, you know, I wasn't worried about it. But if you're the type of person that smiles when you best somebody else, you're the type of person that gets enjoyment when somebody doesn't perform so that you can shine forward, whether it's in the context of learning or, or not, he said, that's not the type of thing that's going to work itself out. That'll carry forward. And therefore, it demanded a much a much harsher response. But in any event, back to over here, Shastik Rabbi Tarif, and Savu said, Yehuda, Yehuda, Savu Are you smiling? You're like radiant because you were able to show up, Rabbi Tarfin. Tameni Yamim. I will be Tamua. I will wonder if you are, you'll live out your your years or make it out of the year. Am Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Lai Paraisa Pesachaya. It was halfway after Pesach. Kishalisi Latzeres. The uh, well, what's a Paraisa Pesach? Uh, sorry, Paraisa Pesach is is it's a lesson of pras is half. It's half a month. It's two weeks. It was two it's like uh, the Gemara, but Paraisa Pesach it was two weeks before Pesach. Kishalisi Latzeres Shalti Achrov when I that that was when this happened. So when I went up to Shvuas. I was asked, Sha'alti Akhrav, or I asked about where what, what happened to him, where this Rabbi Yehuda or Yehuda ben Achamia is. And the Yehuda ben Achamia, hey, Chanhu, Amruli, Nifter, Vahalachlo, he passed on from the world. It wasn't because Rabbi Tarfan was embarrassed. He had the answer to his question. Rabbi Kiva, Hirgish, Pasha, Samach, Mizar, Rabbi Kiva understood that he was happy. Vikilo, Shalu, Yarachim, that he shouldn't have a long life. That such a it could be that this was a Tana should get Misa because of this response, because he had a little bit of enjoyment that he knew the halacha somebody else didn't. Further, everybody lost out. So even all else being equal, so he needs a punishment. Kla Yisrael should lose out on the benefit of this Tana. Rabbi Kiva should have given the Musr to die. 
Because of his position, he was in a position to teach Talmidim, and he had a Midos, uh, there was a Midos issue of Gaiva in the very Torah he was learning, The nature of the person was such that he would have been very influential. When Rabbi Kiva saw that this person was going to be very influential, had this that he was mischabi that he was happy at when somebody else at somebody else's downfall. which is very hard to uproot this They saw that the Rebbe had this gaiva and this this upsetness, this happiness when somebody else didn't make it. They were able to show themselves up. That would leak through to the talmidim. That would be a exponential. That would be a tremendous amount of harm. And this is, uh, like we learned earlier from the words of the Chazanish, this w- it would have been more destructive for him to risk passing on this Midah to his Talmidim, even though on black and white it seemed to be that everybody lost out, it would have been much worse. So we have to look forward, and therefore, uh, it's true, as a bad Midah, you give him Musr, but for a posi- person who's in a position to pass this on, Better that he uh, that he be removed permanently from his role. <laughs> Scary. So you know, with with uh, responsibility, with, uh, with privilege comes responsibility, accountability. We're going to see that everybody's in a position. If a person is in a a, a parent, uh, anybody who's in any position of influence, along that comes responsibility and accountability, and they have to hold themselves to a standard of of where that goes. Just one other thing I saw in time of Shimshon Pinker Safer. He was talking actually about Dafyomi. He said, you know, think before. If you do that, Yomi, think before when you saw somebody did shas, shas just to go through. How many times do you do anything? How many times you're on a diet or working out that you that you keep for seven and a half years a commitment? But it says a, a, you think about shas already as an unparalleled accomplishment, and the fact that somebody is able to stick with the commitment for seven and a half years. How much a person's life changes, work, family situation could change in seven and a half years, and that a person stuck with it. He says you don't realize what people look at you that you've been through a cycle of daf Yomi. Do you have to hold yourself out differently? People are going to look at you differently. Depending where you are, you're the type of person that learns. So yesterday you were talking, uh, the person shouldn't talk during davening. Now you're the type of person that finished Shas. You're talking during davening. People look at you differently. It comes with a responsibility. Parents in a house. How much, how much, especially when children are young, Everything that they know, their their givens, they could challenge those givens later on in life. But they're 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 starting off for information, right? They ask the most basic questions of life. Come from their parents setting them up with their working basis of information of understanding how things work. If the father and the mother don't have the same voice, now the father and the mother obviously not going to have the same pitched voice. What does it mean? If they're not, they don't have a consent consistent message. Then the son sees that there's an inconsistent message. Uh, or, and there, or there's this this disputing, this fighting, <coughs> this inconsistent instruction. You know what happens? That means that the kid is not responsible behavior that otherwise would be deserving of death, whatever the halachas are, but the kid is not going to get that consequence because it's the parent's fault. <coughs> so you see that 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 even kind of Sarah Moira, it's the parent's responsibility. And if they don't, uh, pre- if they present in such a way that's going to impact the kid in a negative way, it's their fault, not his. Kilohu Ashem b'zerak 
וכן כל כי הגבנה. ובדרך כלל בייש איזה הירן שם במצווה, ה-house that's careful in mitzvahs, וההיירה מפחדים, מועד מעבר ממכשול, and the parents have a יירה שמיים, they're afraid, you, you wouldn't stick a, f- a piece of metal, a fork, you'd be careful if the kids are going to take a fork and stick it into the light socket, or, you know, a smoke detector, are we that careful by milchiks and fleishiks, by using a milchik fork and a fleishik pot, there's a fear there, it's a real pachad, vav shaykin al tarimas madah, What is the father worried about? Is he worried more about missing his dafyayim yishir or Monday night football? Is that mashpiyam meila ali yeladim? Because the kids want to emulate the parents in a healthy relationship, especially younger kids. In a healthy relationship, kids want to be like their parents. Generally speaking, this house will have positive children. If what he saw was, again, maybe the parents' inconsistency was on one level and the kids' inconsistency is on another, but really that is coming from the parents. Another thing, everybody wants to tell their kids are the most beautiful, the smartest, and they, 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 they give their kid all sorts of praise. And the uh, how successful they are. Maybe it happens to be true, but what attitude are you giving the kids? To build them up, it ends up losing more than they gain. Then they'll look down at their peers. They are much better. I think I one time heard, I didn't read the article, but somebody told me that in like Harvard and Yale, these types of schools, so they're getting the top, let's say, tenth of a percent of everybody. That means that you have a group of people who have never been in the bottom half of their class, let alone the bottom 20, the bottom 80%, right? So now, guess what? At Yale also, the bottom 50% of that class is going to be in the bottom half, right? It's wonderful that we want to talk about being on the top 20% and learning this and that. Well, 80% of your class is not going to be in the top 20%. So you have to think about the messaging. So I think maybe even somebody told me Yale Law School doesn't have grades because I'm not sure. But anyway, but the point over here is that you're, if you build your kid up in such a way that he's better than everybody else and smarter than everybody else, you think that you're giving him something to live up to, but you're also teaching him very well how he should relate to everybody around him, and we're going to see what happens when all of a sudden he gets to school and is not the prettiest and he's not the smartest. All of a sudden, uh, the, the ground that he grew up in is shaken from under him. So there's a lot of potential detriments that come from uh, what a parent thinks that they're giving the kid self-confidence, but that's That's not what's going on. So if you he'll end up being hated. He'll he'll this he'll, he'll become uh you know create negative relationships towards everybody. Guess what? This be maybe not in one, in one area, and if not one area, then another area. They're going to come across a lot of people that are better than them in a lot of areas. And they're, they're not looking up to this kid as being the smartest and the best. It's, it's going to be very destructive to the kid. And then he'll become depressed. And he won't even be striving to do his best. It'll break him. He'll stop learning. He'll become depressed. It's known. It's the common sense. And the end, they'll, they'll have a great aggravation from these children. Uh, 
sometimes his teacher will point out certain shortcomings that he has. They tell their parents, this is what my teacher said. If the parents don't have any common sense, they'll take the kid's side instead of the teacher's side. Right? Either the Rebbe was right, and now they're further messing up the kid, or the Rebbe was wrong, but still they're taking away the Rebbe's credibility. They're undermining the Rebbe's status in the kid's eyes. Either way, how are you going to set your kid up to learn from this person? The kid loses respect for the Rebbe. And now for this one more thing that the Rebbe said, he's not going to be able anything from the Rebbe. Maybe they're very careful when they don't approve of the yeshiva sanhaga, what they say out loud at home. It happens all the time. They'll be careful. And they'll have to give appropriate to the kid. Also, the parent needs to always daven for the kid. Maybe we'll just do a brief review afterwards of some of the, the high Highlights the points that we said. There was a kind of zir shemayim v'chomaisa v'toyim shayi oisa oisa b'seiser. He did everything quietly on the down low. Vayilo asar abanim meisha achas. He had ten children. Shishas charm barben kevo. Six boys, four girls. Ubekol yom v'yom hayim spalm shatayim v'vakesh rachim alach b'lashon afar. He was like bowing in 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 tefillah. That's why he says that his his like it was like licking the dust. He was davening incredibly. Kedesh lo yavo echad manly deaveravli deidaver machar. That none of them should come to avera. I have bechira, but okay. So maybe that they shouldn't be in a situation that's going to bring out the worst in them. But that they shouldn't uh, do bad stuff. He was davening. Tfila. V'yomer lo yotzo sashon of loshenis loshish sashabah ezra. Ezra came and took the Klal Yisrael to, to, to Bavel, whoever went. And this kind was with them. Before the kind passed on from this world, his entire family became Kahanim Gedailim and Pirche Kahuna. Okay, but uh, but the young Kahanim, but they, they, they were succeeding and they, they excelled. Uh, for fifty for for fifty years, they were on this path of godless. At that point, this person passed on. Trust in Hashem and do good to get the siyata deshmaya and dwell in the land. He came to Eretz Yisrael and Reiyamuna. Person should be nourished, nourish himself uh, with with faith with Emuna. Another whole topic: What exactly a Emuna is? But uh, yeah, for Kazim Mishnah Brura Roy V'Nachem L'Chaladim L'Spal B'Chol Yoyim B'Yichod Specifically Shlo Yamish Hatarim Piv Zar Bizar Vizar Vizar Dam for children that the Torah should not depart from their mouths. Because you call Yoyitz Echalatz Avayv the Hashem BeMS. That everybody should be over the Hashem MS, and there shouldn't be a psal in their children. A tefillah of a parent for a child is especially in this kabel. It's sincere, which means also all sincere prayers, but this prayer is sincere and for Ruchnius. A person start learning right Musr, uh, just to get them in the, in the mode, appropriate Musr from the age of seven years old. Even five minutes a day. They should know that the world is not a Hefker. To start instilling these ideas, planting seeds. There's consequences. So an appropriate Sefer. 
Gainar Chasadikim, Ukai Gavna, Sefer that's a, as appropriate. The idea is the message. Besides for just getting used to having a Musr Seder, but starting to instill these ideas into their working knowledge, their emotional base, right, at, at those ages, once they can relate to these ideas, and uh, as time goes on, they will cleave to ways of Yerushimayim, and everything else will turn out well. So this was a very a very long parak, but uh, we focused on the idea of of, of discipline and Chachamein of Barosho, and understanding that even though a person might the discipline might not always be comfortable, but that it has to be given, uh, and it'll it'll have those results. A person who loves a child should put them uh, in that path. Uh, but also that the point of discipline is not from frustration. It's not a matter of your response. It's a matter of the way that the child can best grow, and a person has to understand the mida, not just the the behavior. So we saw a couple of uh, things in Chazal about that. Uh, we saw that the, if if a person is going to take the hit the wrong way, the, the, if they're going to slap them too hard so then that's not going to accomplish slap with a shoelace um, and we saw also that the uh, a person has to be very careful in how a message is given so that an educator with bad midos is, shouldn't be an educator. It could be a lot of other things, be a tamal chacham, it could be a tzaddik, but if you're going to be an educator, so then you have to be in that role be, knowing that people are going to hear very loud and clear what you're telling them, and if it's coming from a negative place, that's going to have an effect. Uh, we, we saw one of these midos is how you relate to others. Uh, do you, do you uh, appreciate when you do well at another's expense? It's a it's a major uh, a, a major mida in terms of in terms of being in a position of chenech and something that has to be uprooted and, if, and until you uproot these these midos then you have to be very careful how the, how you uh, that type of person needs muster to the point that he might have to be removed from his position maybe permanently so uh, and we saw every parent or everybody in a position of influence a person who's a parent especially has to understand the nature of their uh, of their responsibility and also the uh, the the imperative of of uh, tefillah. Okay, we'll stop over here.